My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this morning from the Gospel, it reminds me of inter-school athletics back in Ghana. You know, we have these long-distance runners. They start off, and as they are going, some are giving up, and some are persevering until they finish. It's like the Christian life, St. Paul will tell us, he runs, he doesn't just run anyhow, but he runs with determination. He runs so much such as to win a prize. He's not just running anyhow, and he's determined. He doesn't want to give up. If there is one thing that we, the youth of today, we lack, or we need to cultivate for that matter. No, Jesus told this man, there is one thing you lack. There is one thing you lack. You know, if there is one thing we, the youth of today, need, is determination and perseverance. We don't want to suffer in any way. We want things quick. We don't want to endure. Um, if I would not mind, just take a, take the opening prayer again. Just open prayer for me, please. May your grace, O God, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after. Thank you. And make us always determined, not sometimes, to carry out good works. Always determined. Always determined. That is the prayer of the church for us today. And we need that prayer always. This young man, we are told, Jesus was setting out on a journey when a man ran up to him. Think about it. Towards the end, we are told this man was a rich man. If you see a rich man running, that should tell you something. If a rich man is running, think about it. What comes to your mind? If a rich man is really running, think about it. So this man, we are told, Jesus was setting out on a journey. Then this man ran towards Jesus. He was a rich man. And out of all his running, what was he running for? He ran to Jesus only to ask him for one thing, eternal life. How can I get eternal life? In other words, with all his riches, there was something missing in his life. With all his wealth, there was something missing in his life. Friends, each one of us, St. Augustine will tell us we were created for God, and our hearts will remain restless until they rest in God. Our hearts. Whether rich or poor, physically rich or poor, each one of us, we need God. Eternal life. Eternal life that is found in the kingdom of God. Jesus told the man, how hard, or he, told, he tells us today, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom. Riches are not bad in themselves. In fact, I always say it, and we need money. Why do you call us in church? We need, in fact, Jesus and the mind of God is that we be rich. 
God, what will our poverty, physical poverty, give to God? Nothing. But we must learn not to allow, I read this morning from Father Blake, this morning, I mean, we must not allow our riches to possess us. We must learn to possess and be in control of our riches. And use our riches to the glory of God. Use our riches to bless others. This is what this man lacked. So he ran to Jesus. It's as if he began the long distance. And he didn't finish well. He ran. But he didn't finish the race well. Because the demands of the race, when Jesus told him to go and sell everything, his face fell. He was close to the kingdom, but he didn't enter. You know, in Mark chapter 12, another rich man goes to Jesus, so to speak. He interviews Jesus. So Jesus tells him about the commandments. Jesus asks him, I mean, he asks Jesus, what is or what are the greatest commandments? What is the greatest commandment? Jesus answers, and the man tells Jesus, you have answered rightly. And Jesus goes on. He interviews the man, he goes on, and finally Jesus tells the man, you are not far from the kingdom. You are not far, you are near. For knowing the commandments, you are not far, Jesus tells him. So it is not enough to know the commandments, it is sufficient now to what? To do them, to act on them. It is good that we have come to church, we have begun the race. But if we only come to church and listen and are not ready to do what Jesus is telling us, we are like this man who has begun a race, a race, and has failed to finish it. And that is why we need determination. We need determination. And all sometimes we allow little things to take us away from God, like this man, because we lack understanding and we lack wisdom. And that is why in the first reading, the wisdom of Solomon, Solomon tells us, I prayed and understanding was given me. It is time each one of us daily pray for wisdom and understanding. When we understand the way things work before God, especially in the sight, in the sight of God and in the mind of God, friends, so many things will change our, in our lives. Our attitude towards everything in life will change for a better course. Solomon says, I prayed and understanding was given me. The book of James tells us, if you lack wisdom, pray. And God who gives generously will give us. So if Solomon prayed and understanding was given him, God is ready to answer our prayer also. And he goes on, I entreated and the spirit of wisdom came to me. He got understanding, he wasn't satisfied, he entreated, he went further. And the spirit of wisdom came to me. He got the spirit of wisdom. He says, I esteemed her, who? That is the spirit of wisdom. I esteemed wisdom more than scepters and thrones, kingdoms and power. I esteemed, I valued wisdom more than all these things. Why? Because he had understanding of what wisdom is and how valuable wisdom is. He goes on, comparing wisdom with thrones and scepters or kingdoms, I held riches as nothing. If you compare wisdom with riches, you realize that riches are nothing. And this young man who went to Jesus lacked this understanding. 
It's like you sign a check of a hundred dollars or what hundred million euros, whatever. Just a check on a paper, and that is money. Then you are holding yogurt before a small child. You spread the check and the yogurt to the child. What will the child go for? You go for the yogurt because he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what this means. He doesn't understand. And that is how we are as Christians or as children of God. This young man, that is what he wasn't ready. What Jesus was asking him indeed to do, what he was going to get if he had obeyed Jesus, was going to far, far more than all that he thought he was losing. And that is what Jesus confirms by telling us in the gospel, Peter took this up, what about us? He asked, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus says, I tell you solemnly. When Jesus says, I tell you solemnly, or I tell you truly, who Jesus is already the truth. So when Jesus keeps saying, I tell you solemnly, or I tell you the truth, for emphasis, it means he really, really means business with us. It cannot fail. So Jesus says, I tell you solemnly, there is no one, think about it, no one who has left house, brothers, sisters, father, children, or land for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not be repaid a hundred times over houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and lands, and not without persecutions, now in this present time and in the world to come, eternal life. What is Jesus telling us? If we understand what it means to follow him, to detach ourselves from anything that will take us away from him, Jesus is assuring us that even here, in this present life, he says, there is no one who has left house, brothers and sisters, etc., for my sake and for the sake of the gospel. The problem is that sometimes we pretend to give up, but we have not really given up. Our motives are very important. Sometimes we give up, but not for the sake of the gospel, and not for the sake of Jesus, but for the sake of our own interests, and for the sake of other people. Think about it. Sometimes these are the reasons why we do these things. Not for, truly for the sake of the gospel. But if we will truly and sincerely give up whatever it is, for the sake of the gospel, and indeed for the sake of Jesus, we will see the reality of the word of God. That is why, in the second reading, we are told the word of God you hear and listen to, it is alive. It is living. It is real. The word of God is something alive and active. And for many of us, we have not yet come to this realization. We have not yet gotten this understanding which Solomon prayed for and the wisdom he prayed for. We have not yet gotten that. That is why we have a very funny attitude towards the word of God and towards the things of God. And that is why we find it still very difficult. We all, we struggle many times giving us some things to follow Jesus. All because we lack this understanding, we lack this wisdom. Solomon goes on and says, I heard riches as nothing. I reckon no priceless stone to be her peer. For compared with her, all gold is a pinch of sand. To have Jesus is indeed to have everything. This man decided to give up Jesus and go after his riches. It's like the little child forget giving up the check for only yogurt. How long will that last? 
all that we are looking for and all that we have are in Jesus. Jesus contains all of them. So if we have this understanding, this wisdom, and pursue Him, what else will we lack? This Word of God is something alive and active. It cuts like any double-edged sword, but more finely. It can slip through the place where the soul is divided from the spirit. No created thing can hide from him. Everything is uncovered and open to the eyes of the one to whom we all must give account of ourselves. Dear friends, how do we get this wisdom? How do we get this understanding? So that we will run this race of determination. We will run this race with determination. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, Okay, Hebrews chapter 10 in particular, and also Hebrews chapter 12. Take your time when you go home reading. We will see the author telling us how we must run this race that we have started. And friends, it's not about how we start the race, but how we end. It's very, very important. It's not about how we started, but how we ended. Remember the parable of the, of the vineyard. Jesus goes out, he said the, the, farm, uh, the man goes out and he's looking for workers. Some came in the morning, some came in the evening, but at the end, that was the most important thing. And this is what we must take very good notice of today. And that is what Jesus is reminding you and I. To run this race, not to give up. Friends, that is what we all are entreated to pay attention to this morning. How are we running the race? How am I running the race? Am I fast? If you are running faster, make sure you finish. If you are also running slowly, make sure you finish. The most important thing is what? Finishing. That is the most important thing. And I ask the question, how do we then get this understanding? How then do we get this wisdom to be able to persevere despite whatever we are going through? It is found in this word of God. The word of God. Which is alive and active. Psalm 119 verse 130 makes it very clear. The explanation, the entrance of your word brings understanding. And that is why over the centuries the church has always given to us, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, presented to us the word of God. Friends, there is no other alternative. If there was, God would have inspired the church to give it to us. Since the inception, since the birth of the church, every day the scriptures are proclaimed to us with that intention and with that prayer that we will understand. Friends, it's not enough to just hear the word of God. We must hear and understand and act on it. This young man heard Jesus but failed to understand, so to speak, and failed to act on it. Because he didn't understand, that's why he didn't act on it. In Mark 8, the parable of the sword, Matthew 8, we are told, because of lack of understanding, these other ones, they refused to what? To continue to yield the fruit. But towards the last verse, he says, but these ones, who, who yielded hundredfold, thirtyfold, and eightyfold, they are the ones who understood. Friends, understanding is very, very important. This young man heard Jesus. He heard the word of God. But he didn't understand. 
So we must seek to understand. And David tells us that when we allow the word of God to enter into us and we meditate on it, we get understanding. So friends, let us spend time on the word of God, which we are told is alive. The word of God is alive. Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. You realize that this man said, I have obeyed all the commandments all my life. It's interesting. Was he really obeying them? Was he really obeying? Because, you see, he was doing something that he didn't understand. Because if we truly understand the spirit of the commandments, it's not about following the law. It's not about following the law. That's why we have to be careful. This man was literally following the commandments. He said, I've done all this since I was young, yet I am restless. Why? Because the spirit behind the commandments, the understanding was not there. You remember the parable of the Good Samaritan? The Levite and the... And who? The Levite and what? The... No, the Samaritan is there. The Levite and who? They are two pairs. The, the priest. Thank you. These all saw this man and they said that they owed God a duty, so to speak, to go and fulfill their duty and they neglected the man. But the neighbor, the good Samaritan, came and acted. And what did they say? This man did the right thing. It's not about following the laws. It's about allowing love to lead us. Love. Jesus says, the whole law and the commandments and the prophets are all summed up in one word. Or in one commandment. Love God and love of neighbor. So if we are obeying, I don't commit, and I will say, I don't commit adultery, I don't fornicate, I don't do this, I don't do this. But are you doing that out of love? And what does that mean? This young man said, I've obeyed all these things. But she says, there is still one thing you lack. You lack love. Demonstrate that love by selling all that you have and give to the poor. Even though you are obeying the commandments and all that to the letter, but the spirit behind the commandments you lack. Your neighbors are there, they are poor. You are rich, you have not taken good care of them. And remember in Matthew 25, Jesus said, On the last day, I will ask you very simple questions, multiple choice. Jesus has given us the marking scheme. I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me water. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. These are the things. Love. Romans 13, also verse 8 going. Tells us very clearly about it. Oh, no one, nothing except to love. And St. Paul will tell us, if I do everything in this world, yet without love, if I burn myself, yet without love, it will profit me nothing. And this is the understanding we need. And that comes by what? Daily spending time at the feet of Jesus. Friends, if we do these things, Jesus will teach us. He will show us. On Friday, was it Friday? Yes, on Friday, I made up my mind just to sit in my room, and just wait on God. That was my, my, my mind. Just to sit, sit down and meditate and reflect on the word of God. But the dawn before the Friday, I got a call from Ghana whilst I was sleeping. A very good friend of mine lost their mother. And in her family, she's the only Christian, so she's the only Catholic. The mother is not a Catholic. Now the father is a traditionalist and all the other members. Now when she was at the hospital at the time the mother died, she called me and said, my father has just come. And my father is saying that, let's take the body to the village. What is he thinking of? They are going to do the traditional burials and all that, and all the sacrifices you can think of. And all the demands, all those things are going to be on this girl. 
apart from the fact that she said that the mother, at least before she died, made her understand that she was serious with Christ and she wants to bury the Christian way. This woman, this young girl, shared this with me. Now she was confused. And that was just towards the dawn of Friday. I was also about beginning my so-called way through on God. Should I neglect her in the name of waiting on God in that confusion, in that pain, and put my, and in fact, I was determined to put off my phone. That's what I do. I'm going to put off my phone for seven hours. That was my intention. Now, this girl who needs some counseling and guidance and even help, so to speak, do I shut off my phone because I want to wait on God? Will God be pleased to start a prayer? Think about it. These are the things. So I forgot of my whatever that whole day. And we spoke, I was on, I called here, I called there, I called, I called the members of the CTR, and the mother is not a Catholic, but she is. And these Catholics came together, I got them, they came and they helped this girl. Thank God yesterday they had a very successful barrier. The spirit of the law, the spirit of the commandment, love, is very, very important for us to understand. It's a long story, I just cut short. But that's to tell all of us. Jesus said, I prefer mercy, not sacrifice. Mercy, not sacrifice. I must tell you, it is not easy, and we all know that. And that's why the opening prayer is telling us, let God give us the grace. We all need the grace of God, and we must be honest with God. God knows you, He knows me. He knows our weaknesses, He knows our struggles. But despite all that, He still loves us, and He wants us to have this peace and joy that is entering the kingdom, that is having the eternal life. And so, we must go to Him as we are. No pretense, no hiding. He knows us, yet He loves us. And so it hurts Him when we forsake Him and we are not expected peace. Even in our state of sin, let us run to God. Let us go to Him and ask Him for help. This young man ran to Jesus, but he didn't finish well. May God help us to get to, 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 to yearn for understanding and to yearn for wisdom. That is Jesus Christ himself. That day in and out, we will be connected with him and take our study of the, of the word of God seriously. Our personal prayer, seriously. These are moments that God will truly reveal himself to us. And give us understanding. David says, I have more understanding than even my enemies and my teachers. And I'm wiser than them because I meditate on your law, on your ways. And I've always said it. God loves you and I so specially that he has inspired the church. And the church has never given up and will never give up on that. Every day gives us the opportunity to gain understanding and to gain wisdom. The church gives us the word of God. But many of us are taking it lightly simply because we lack understanding. May God give us the grace to change our attitude towards this word of God and, towards, and have a better attitude towards the mind of the church inspired by the Holy Spirit. We pray for these graces in this mass that we will not be like this man but we will be, I mean like this, we will be like this man in, in a sense, let us run to Jesus, it's important, but let us go beyond this rich man by obeying, understanding and obeying Jesus. We pray that God will help us to be like Solomon, who prayed for understanding and entreated for the spirit of wisdom. He says, 
in her company, in the company of wisdom, all good things came to me. In the company of Jesus, that is the wisdom of God. We are told, Jesus is the wisdom of God. In his company, all good things came to me. A confirmation of what Jesus says in the gospel, Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom. May God open our minds and our understanding to have this better understanding. We pray for this grace in this mass, and we especially ask our mother Mary to help us treasure the way as she treasures because she has that understanding. Heal Mary. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your own Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners.